Servus und willkommen to yet another episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is your Schnitzel once again, and today we will be looking at Bayern Munich's recent 2-1 win against Mainz 05. And uh, a few quick pointers from the game: Bayern Munich narrowly edged out Mainz in this victory, and it was a 2-1 win courtesy of goals from Kingsley Coman in the 53rd minute, Jamal Muziel in the 74th minute. Mainz went up first, courtesy of a goal from Karim Onizivo in the 22nd minute, but after that they just couldn't score anymore and uh, the second half performance saw Bayern score two unanswered goals and they grab a win as a result. But neither the scoreline nor the statistics really do justice to the game and to Mainz's performance which was incredible. And in all fairness, Bayern Munich was piss poor in the first half. So let's start with the state of the defense. And I honestly am kind of, you know, pissed at how some of the defenders performed and super disappointed, you know, by others. I expect more from our defenders. And let's start with Alfonso Davies. I thought Davies had a very mixed game. I think he was actually pretty bad in the first half. And uh, that was largely due to a lack of defensive impetus. He just wasn't sharp enough while defending. He didn't track back often. He often lost his man. And he did dribble up, you know, up the pitch. And he took the ball forward multiple times. But he just couldn't get that end product. He wasn't very sharp with his crossing. He wasn't good on the overlap. And... Usually when he went on one of those long dribbles, he lost the ball to one of Mainz defenders who, you know, where credit, credit where credit is due, defended resolutely and were really, really brilliant. And I was very impressed with all three of them. Musa Niakate, who was excellent on, you know, the left flank, Bayern's right flank, defending Kingsley Coman and Benjamin Pava. Alexander Hack, who was doing a brilliant job covering Robert Lewandowski and making sure that he was well marked throughout the game. And Stefan Bell, who had Leroy Zane in his pocket for most of the game. So it was a very, very, you know, uh, you can say compressed sort of uh, compact mind side, which was well drilled and ready to defend for the entirety of the game. And Bo Swenson, the coach, wow, I really love his footballing philosophy. He made sure Mainz went into the game all guns firing. They were not worried about Bayern's attack at all. They pressed and pressed and pressed and Bayern really struggled to contain that press. Bayern really struggled basically for the first 30-35 minutes and didn't have many good chances and they just looked completely out of the game. They were outplayed. That's what happened. The first half, Bayern was completely outplayed. Mines were in complete control and that midfield of uh, Jason Lee, Leandro Barrero, who was also very good, and uh, Widmer and Caracol, well, they helped to spread the play to the wings and obviously uh, uh, Jonathan Burkhardt, who was excellent up front, assisted the goal. He was their best player on the night, in my opinion. He was very, very involved in every single attacking move of Mines and... The defense obviously takes the cherry on the cake because they were so good and the goalkeeper Zentner was also super 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 good. He prevented a lot of Bayern's attacks. He made sure to you know make saves at crucial times and as always 
every single team turns up at you know its best against Bayern but Bayern should be used to that by now and should be ready for performances like these but I feel like they had lost the plot in the first half moving on from Davies uh basically okay so this is this is pretty hard Upamakano was not good I mean he was pretty solid you would say throughout the game like I would say especially the last 45 minutes the first half he looked out of place sometimes he was lucky with a challenge inside the box I don't think it was a penalty as such because it was pretty weak it was way too weak for a penalty but it might have ended on it could have ended on either side so I just feel like he has been going you know too heavily with some risky challenges and not just that he was out of place he was out of position multiple times he tried to you know drive up the pitch with the ball a few times but he was dispossessed frequently and that led to counterattacks so there's a fine line between defending high and losing the ball and I really hope Bayern's defense can improve on that because they lost the ball a lot of times and that was a major issue Benjamin Pavard on the right flank yes he did assist Muziala for Muziala's goal by in second but overall he was just not good at all the only probably you know noteworthy defensive involvements defensive tasks that he carried out was clearing the ball with his might just kicking it away that was pretty much it his attacking contributions left a lot to be desired outside of the assist of course like he was pretty much uh, non-existent uh, with respect to the attack he did provide some attacking runs and some you know overlapping runs but he received the ball and he would you know do a lateral pass or just pass back to one of the defenders which has become quite characteristic of you know his play so another thing you know that i noticed was that he got pretty panicky every time there was an attack surge down Bayern's right flank and he just couldn't handle double teams so he went to and fro between the attackers and I feel like he could have done much better with his marking for Mainz's first goal. Jonathan Burkhardt just got past him very easily and chipped in with the cross and Karim Onizivo, who was again not marked by Tuliso, who completely lost his man, scored an easy header that was basically, you know, into the empty net. So... Yeah, not very good defending, not very good, not a very good game for the aforementioned three players. The only player who actually defended, who actually played excellently, you know, from the entire list of players in the starting 11 was Luca Hernandez. He had a brilliant, brilliant game. He was the man of the match for me. Undisputed, hands down. He was exactly where he needed to be all the time. Super dependable, super trustworthy chipped in with some amazing tackles some bone crunching tackles some great interceptions and blocks prevented at least two shots on goal and made sure to you know stop any more counters any more attacks he was heavily involved because of Bayern's blushes in other parts of the pitch and his ball progression was also pretty solid he was good with his ball distribution he had a pretty high passing accuracy I believe it was 90% throughout the game so that's very very good and he has basically been Bayern's best defender throughout the season. This is something that I've, you know, been noticing right from the start. And he has been very consistent with his performances and he's always turned up for us when we've needed him. So I'm very, very happy with Luca's performance and I just hope he, you know, he continues improving and is just up and above from here because 
you know a healthy fit and you know rearing lucas a, a lucas who is like a luca rather who is in full form is one of the best defenders in the world hands down so that wraps up the defense and uh, well i'm not sure what was going on with the midfield honestly i i'm one of the biggest proponents of nagelsman's football i really like him as a coach i feel like he's brilliant uh in many ways with regards to tactical awareness especially but this game i don't know it was the the, the lineup was tactically suspect corentin toliso was effectively a traffic cone in midfield outside of that one assist for kingsley commons goal which was pretty good it was a deep ball in from midfield it completely bypassed the my mine's midfield and backline and fell very very you know kindly for kingsley command to slot home obviously kingsley command also had a lot to do for that goal with that deft first touch and that really good finish but yeah tuliso's assist was you know basically the highlight of that moment that goal but otherwise he was a traffic cone and he was very bad at defending he was really really poor at managing the press he didn't want to pro- take the ball forward he didn't help with ball progression at all he was just doing all these one touch passes and he just looked pretty uninterested overall like you know it it looked to me like he was like you know i'm going to transfer out you know most probably in the summer of next year anyways so why am i going to you know expend all my energy playing for this side let me just you know go on cruise control let me go on autopilot throughout these games and that's what it looked like to me really like he just wasn't putting in a good enough effort he wasn't at the right places he didn't distribute the ball properly and he lost the ball many many times and he also missed the opportunity to you know create very good chances with free wingers free players generate good chances of counters when he needed to and just took too much time on the ball so overall a very unimpressive performance from toliso i'm just not happy you know with him at all it's going to be 11 a 11 p.m. here so i'm also feeling kind of drowsy and i don't know if that might have to do you know um with my disappointment anything to do with you know my mood right now but i definitely don't think toliso had a good game i think the criticism is fair and i feel like if he doesn't improve there's literally no reason he should start because he didn't offer anything that other players in bayern don't offer already and uh, overall he was probably one of the two or three worst players on the pitch so i was very happy when he was substituted out for roca and that explains everything Moving on to the eight role, the box-to-box midfield role, uh, Jamal Muziala. Why was he playing there? I've been asking this question for the past three games now. I have no idea why Muziala is being played in midfield when clearly his best position is the wing, and his second best position is the attacking midfield. So he has to be up front in the attack. He's an attacking player. His dribbling is fantastic, as we all know. His vision is superb, and his passing skills, his dribbling skills, like. just make him such a potent weapon up front in attack and why are we using him as a midfielder i don't know that's a question for nagelsman to answer yuli nagelsman if you're listening to this please let us all know you know maybe in the next press conference or something why jamal muziala is starting in midfield because he just doesn't feel at place there he's not at home there he is a much much better player on the wings he has much more spatial awareness and he just fits the wings better in the box to box role he did have a lot of good moments like he 
you know, had some very, very beautiful dribbles, some good challenges. But overall, he was just, you know, bullied by the Mainz midfielders, just pushed and shoved. And it was like a physical battle. And Muziala didn't look like he was very comfortable most of the time. And not just that, he was like smothered in midfield. He just didn't look like he had the space he usually has. And with the wings, he can use his pace, his, you know, vision and his dribbling skills to his to, the, to their best and he can unlock unleash his potential completely but that doesn't happen when he plays as a box-to-box midfielder or as a number six and I was you know not very happy with Nagelsmann's decision to continue playing him in midfield so I really hope that improves but obviously amazing goal awesome first touch control that was really spectacular close control and that very very clinical finish so highlight of the game for me really really brilliant player I hope he gets used more in the wings because that's where he belongs and there's nothing else to say really I think tactically that was also pretty suspect I'm not very happy with those these choices of Nagelsmann lately I hope he can rectify them because if you want Bayern to get these wins comfortably then the tactics has to be sound moving on to the attack well Kingsley Coman had a very you know, mediocre first half. He made a lot of poor choices. He just didn't pass Lewandowski. He was just like, man, I'm not going to pass. I'm going to take all these shots by myself. And it was frustrating to watch because he's not, you know, good at shooting from distance. He's not good at crossing. He didn't do much of either. And uh, that one goal that he scored, yes, it was very good, but it was basically the one highlight. He dribbled really well sometimes took the ball, you know, into the box and then lost the plot. Passed backwards or fired a cross in that was just, you know, that just rebounded off one of Mainz players or simply just, you know, fluffed up the challenge by taking too much time on the ball, which is quite a characteristic feature of Komen's. So, I don't know. Overall, a very, you know, mixed game from Komen. But it is... You know, something to note, recently he's been scoring quite a lot and I hope this continues because that is some good form, good scoring form. Otherwise, nothing much to add. He was, you know, pretty uh, mediocre overall in the attacking third. He should have done better with his passing, but he was pretty good defensively, at least better than previous games. Lero Zane, on the other hand, was characteristically, uncharacteristically rather, quiet. And uh, he was also not as involved in attack as I would have liked him to be. His passing was suspect and uh, he just didn't have a very clinical game up front. He received two chances to score and he just didn't do well with those chances. There was one time when Lewandowski was free and he was running forward and one through ball could have led to another goal. but. Leroy Zane just didn't see that coming. He preferred to dribble through the defense and he lost the ball as a result. So he has to be, you know, better with using these chances. Uh, and in all fairness, Serge Gnabry, you came in as, you know, a substitute winger in the second half for Leroy Zane, did a much better job in my opinion. He was better with his defend- defending, he was better with his dribbling and overall he had a much more energetic, you know, showing than Zane. And I think this is like one of those off games probably because Zane has been really great this season and he had a very good game against Barcelona and even the game before he was very very solid so 
I, I I guess it's just one of those games where he just lacks out, but he should he should make a return. And uh, with regards to Thomas Müller and Robert Lewandowski, I cannot ask much more of them. They put in a lot of effort, try to generate multiple chances. Lewandowski was just all over the pitch again as usual. Tracked back, defended resolutely, was fouled so many times by Hack and Co. You can say he was hacked to the ground and. Uh, well, he was just, you know, marked out of the game. Mines had five players on him all the time. He was smothered and the Bayern players just didn't pass to him. They were like, you know, we're not passing to Lewandowski today. And I was, you know, I understood the visible frustration. It was, you know, apparent that Lewandowski was not very happy with the situation on the pitch. He just didn't get any support. So it is understandable that, you know, he didn't score goals and it's not his fault at all. He did all he could to ensure that, you know, he could generate chances or even score goals. And I feel like him being in the right places kind of attracted the defenders out of their positions, which kind of helped Bayern to score the two goals that they did. Because that is also what Lewandowski does, creates space for his teammates. And that is also why Thomas Müller was very instrumental in today's game, because he also did very well with creating space for his teammates. And he did pretty well with, you know, steering the attack forward and he was pretty solid with his passing there were two or three moments when Thomas Müller was pretty clumsy and kind of lost the ball to the opposition and you know turned the ball over cheaply and the pitch was maybe not so good because I found that the players slipped multiple times and I was not very happy with that but overall Thomas Müller had a pretty solid game nothing much to add there I think you know we could have definitely enjoyed a goal or an assist from him but hey he performs for us almost every other game so one of those off off days is completely understandable same goes for Lewandowski he doesn't score a goal he doesn't assist that's fine this is like once in a blue moon kind of thing so yeah that sums up the starting 11's performance Niklas Zöhler came in for Luca Hernandez I, I, at first I was like pretty pissed like, I, I didn't understand I was confused on why Luca was substituted because he was Bayern's best player on the pitch today but it was probably because of the yellow card that he you know took because of Karim Onizivo trying to run and he just brought him down but yeah Niklas Zula had a very solid outing he was very good I was pretty happy with his performance same with Serge Gnabry Mark Roca was an upgrade on Corentin Tolisso which is not really a compliment but like it's better than what he's been getting recently and I felt like he didn't make any glaring errors which is always a bonus when you have players like Corentin Tolisso having howlers of games like the ones today and some of you might be thinking well Tolisso had an assist so like why am I being so harsh that's pretty that's because he didn't do much else outside of that assist the thing is, recently with Bayern's midfield, well, there hasn't really been a midfield in Bayern's recent games because it's just been attackers. And then Jamal Muziala, who's also an attacker, who's a winger, who keeps going into that 10 position or that wing position and doesn't like being in the midfield. And Corentin Tolisso, who is like a traffic cone ex-human, ex-footballer, who has been very suspect lately. So it has been like defence then a void and then six players up front in the attack and there's no midfield which is why many teams with good presses and effective midfields kind of outplay Bayern especially in the opening minutes because we really miss Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka and that is no understatement 
like we really 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 need them we need them every single game i can see how much we miss kimish and i really pray that you know if he's listening to this he gets some sense into that head of his and gets vaccinated because we can't not have him for the rest of the season i mean he's effectively out till january 2022 so that is a pretty big blow but even you know next year like if he doesn't play for us it's going to be very difficult to manage we definitely won't win the champions league without kimish so we need him back and the same goes with goretzka but with for with a lesser like to a lesser extent because goretzka is not as indispensable as kimish is kimish is the most important player for bayern sometimes he is the engine for bayern like he keeps everything ticking everything running so without him it is obvious it was always obvious that we would struggle so i hope he you know is back very soon and he starts games for bayern Marcel Zabitzer I want to see him back again. He is injured at the moment I believe but I hope he makes a speedy recovery because I'm sure he can do better than current Toliso. And uh current Toliso he is just in a very very I don't know uh bad he's in very bad form and he has lost the touch that he had a few years ago and I believe he is gone this summer. So Zabitzer was benched in favor of Goretzka pretty often but also uh, recently in favor of Tolisso but I don't think that's going to happen you know any more considering the sort of performances we are seeing from our substitute midfielders so Zabitzer could have a good shot at making it back to the starting 11 Yozo Kimish slots straight in after this game uh you know I hope that he's back next year as soon as possible and Leon Goretzka I can't wait to see him back because i'm pretty sure he can offer better than our current midfield and i want muziala sent back to the wings where he belongs so once again julian nagelsman these are some of the tactics i hope you adopt with your team structure and i really really you know believe that nagelsman has some very very good tactical approaches he has made our defense so much better than you know flicks era of defending but it still leaves a lot to be desired and that is also partly because of the midfield which is kind of non-existent right now so the press has to function as a unit and for that both the midfield and the defense have to do their job and upamecano and luka hernandez uh, they're pretty solid at the moment hernandez is our best player and he was fantastic and you know i always feel more secure when he's on the pitch when he's not it just doesn't feel so good I thought when Zula was coming in it was for Benjamin Pavard so I was pretty happy but then I saw Luka Hernandez go out and my mood just soured even more so Pavard has to st- step up his game or Niklas Zula becomes our de facto right back Chris Ris- Chris Richards just uh, scored for Hoffenheim he scored the game winner Freiburg and it was a 2-1 victory he did this in the last minute in the nick of time 90 plus 4 and I think we could really do with you know defender of his stature and of his quality right now maybe just you know bench Benjamin Pavard make Niklas Zola de facto right back or maybe even Chris Richards Chris Richards could help us with our you know center back rotation and I feel like Nyonzu could also do that at the, at this point unless you know our defenders all improve the way they play and improve their form it's not going to be very easy for Bayern Davies had an off game I hope he gets back into his usual mojo because we really need that. From Mainz, some standout players were Zentner, Burkhardt, Onizivo, 
and and uh, Lee and Widmer to an extent as well, and obviously Alexander Hack and Stefan Bell in defense. So that kind of sums it up. I guess the statistics don't pay like homage to Main's performance. It was really good. Props to Bo Swenson for drilling this team so well, setting them up so well tactically. He almost outclassed Nagelsmann and Bayern's team is, you know, on paper at least, much, much, much better than Mainz. So, again, you know, my hearty congratulations to Mainz for putting in such an amazing, impressive performance. And I really hope that, you know, they can build on this performance and give us more of, you know, this attractive football in the in the coming in the in the coming games and uh, if this form continues they might well be you know in the top top half of the table by the end of the Bundesliga season i think they could even make it to the top 8 but that is provided they are currently in eighth position so that is provided you know they maintain this form throughout the season and there is no reason why they won't because there's Bo Svensson at the helm that wraps up the post game pod Otherwise, I don't think there was much else to discuss. Overall, I'm just happy Bayern got the win. I was not very happy with the performance. I really hope it improves. And, uh, well, yes, I guess until next time it will be. So make sure to listen to us, you know, frequently. All the podcasts we keep posting and publishing for you. Make sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, you know, and give us your feedback on you know, all of our podcasts. Do let us know what you think on Bavarian Football Works and do make sure to follow us anywhere you get your quality podcasting content. May it be Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other bajillion podcasting platforms out there. And shout out once again to Tom and his aliens. If you're listening to us, please make sure to give us feedback and communicate to us if possible and if Julian Nagelsmann is listening to this pod please make sure to incorporate some of these tactical changes to the lineup because we would like to see Bayern win comfortably otherwise thank you that was it from my side hope you have an enjoyable happy fruitful rest of the day vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen <laughs>